Hello, friendo. You know that feeling you get when you're around a good friend? There's nothing like it. It can make a bad day good and a good day great. I wanted to create a podcast that made me feel just like that. Every person has a story. And here in Friendo, we're going to celebrate them. I'm going to introduce you to fascinating people that will make us laugh, make us think, and inspire us. More than anything, this is a place where we can be ourselves. This is Friendo. Are you familiar with the hashtag mom truths? The iconic duo Kat and Nat are behind these virally famous videos. The best friends have been taking over the internet for a few years now. This Canadian duo is on a mission to dismantle the unrealistic portrayals of motherhood often presented on social and traditional media. You can follow them on Instagram, TikTok, Amazon Lives, Facebook, live shows, and they're releasing their second book at the end of March. Our conversation today covers parenting, travel, how they feel about their current live show, and some business tips for others starting in the social media space. Now, you might think you know everything about Kat and Nat, but I asked them a question that they've never been asked before, and the answers might surprise you. A little later in the episode, our friendo recommends is something simple you can do every day that will give you huge results. I share three things, and one of those is a new beauty product that is stunning and all makeup lovers should try. I'm Amanda Muse, and this is Friendo. Welcome to the podcast, Kat and Nat. Thank you for having us, Amanda. Amanda Muse. Um, it's been, I mean, I don't know what took me so long to invite you on here. I've known you guys forever. So I'm very excited that we made time for this today. Just a a pandemic and a bunch of things that, you know, life happens. And then you're like, oh yeah, I've got people I know that we could do this with, you know, Mm -hmm. we're the same. Exactly. I love it. I love that you're in your car too right now. Like you're just on the go. Always. Always. We just got home right in time for this. And our, our car is our studio. It's where we do absolutely everything. The consistency is impressive because I feel like you kind of started in the car. Yeah. And you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Committed to the cause mm-hmm. of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Some of the cars have changed, but still in there. Yes, I love indeed. it. Perhaps. Just like your <laughs> hair. Just like your Indeed. Hair. Indeed. Okay. So listen, the pandemic forced a lot of us to switch things up. And you guys, especially because you were doing live shows and mm-hmm. I had attended one of these great shows when you were in Toronto a few years back. So what's this been like for you guys with the pause? And now you're back on the road with the reunion tour. How's it going these days? Well, honestly, during that time, it was really hard because we had been, our life just completely changed. Oh, everyone's life changed, but we, you know, we were on, we were planned to go out and do a lot more touring and see all of our, um, you know, friends and followers. Um, and, but the one way that we got through it was we did virtual uh, events. So we do a virtual week event every single week and people would come and we could sort of still fill that bucket of feeling their energy and doing what we love to do. Um, but now that we're finally back and as soon as we were able to, we did a tour in um, September and November October. and December, yeah. whatever. And we did, uh, whatever. We, we probably did like 30 shows right before, like right when we could. And it was really just great to be back because we really are fueled from the energy of other people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see it for those who who attended your show. It's so like everyone's participating. It's so fun. You guys really light up on stage. I mean, you light up on camera anyway, but on stage, you can see where you really thrive. Um, Did you get a chance to do any of the shows in Canada? I feel like I saw all of Canada. Well, actually not East Coast, but we did Toronto, Toronto, and then all of West Coast. But it was... um, in the nick of time, like basically were, Omicron was chasing us. It was, it was like literally, it, was it wasn't talked about until about our Toronto show. And then, which was like December 11th. And then you began to hear people be like, so-and-so's got COVID. And then it just was like, everybody has COVID. Like it was, cause West Coast is a bit behind, like they're farther ahead in dropping restrictions, but they're more, if it hits here, Toronto first then it seems to, we seem to be the epicenter of everything and then you can watch it coming. So as it was hitting here, we were, they were all watching. We were, I remember we were backstage at one of the, it was, what, where was it? Edmund, something, one of the shows and we walked, 
we walk to the stage and I see like breaking news on the monitor and one of the workers is one of the guys is in his office and I'm like what are you watching and he's like I'm watching your news because mm. this shit's going down and I was like on something fun <laughs> I was like turn this off and then he was like good point I was like don't do this to yourself yeah, it was like, like the nick of time it was like the next day everything went down to like theaters being closed and everything so and we'd show up at a city and they're like you have to now test because we just had four shows before you all show up with COVID and they had to cancel everything and, and we would get tested for shows so it was like you didn't know if you were actually doing that show or not that night and we had the American team that needed to make sure they didn't get COVID so they could get, get home, home for Christmas. So it was a tense time. We yeah. all just like stayed close. We didn't do anything but stick with our team. It was such, and the, everyone was kind of on eggshells. The whole American team was like, when we everyone got a negative, we were like, holy, how did this happen? Like we did it. Oh Y'all, we did it. It was unbelievable. Even like we had a promoter. He was backstage with us. And then we got a call the next morning, like, because he actually lives in New York. And they're like, he's tested positive, And he was in the back room with all of you. Now you all have to test. Somehow we didn't oh, get it. Oh my. Well, I was watching some of your stories and I remember, I can't remember where it was, but you were like trying to come back to Canada, couldn't find tests anywhere. Yeah. And at that time I was planning like a little 24 hour trip to New York. And I'm like, is this worth it? You know, like, no. how am I going to get back? And it's right before Christmas. And I mean, it's a real, like, this is a real concern. You have families, like you can't be like on Zoom for Christmas. I know, you know, I was, I was literally looking at March break and I was like, I would like, I would really love, I even emailed someone. I'm like, where can we all go away for like a week? And then I was like, but if I get it when I'm there, not only do I have to stay there, but we can't make it to do our, cause we are having, we're launching our book mom secrets on March 29th. And we're doing all of this PR in LA and New York. We couldn't do that. And so we can't take that risk, which is so shitty because we need to get <sighs> away. Again, I know we just got back, but I need, I need more. <laughs> oh, well, honestly. And I feel like we've just been on pause for so long. Like mm-hmm. we were just saying before hitting record, I'm desperate to take my family somewhere. I don't know where, you know, cause you, there's so many, what's the restrictions? How am I getting yep. back? Like, do I bring tests? You know, all of these things. It's, yes. I have, I have one piece of advice for you. Do it. Every uh, hurdle is worth it and everything changes weekly. So you could be away and they could be like, we're dropping the PCR test. Like it is, it sounds overwhelming, but when you actually, like we have been traveling since August back and forth and it's not convenient, but it's worth, it's so worth it to feel your mental health skyrockets. And you know, as I was thinking that same thing is that when we left, when we got to the Toronto airport, Kat's family got a sticker that they could just go home. My because husband, they all had COVID before we left. So but all my kids, all my whole family got put in a line to test at the airport. And the line was long and we were tired. And I had the four kids in the line. And it was just, it was a lot. But in my mind, I said to myself, I go, even though this is going to take a, like a hell of time, Kat's already at home, like maybe in her bed. This has been worth it. This will have been worth it for that time away where we could live life. I agree. I, mm-hmm. that 24 hour trip I took to New York, I, I think I was just smiling the whole time. Yeah. I was like, I was like, just while I was going everywhere, my feet were sore. I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's yeah. just, just to live. Like it's been too long. Right. Yeah. So, and there's so many little fallouts of, of how this is going to impact us long-term and whatever you can do right now. I a hundred percent agree. Oh my God. And, and also because I feel like we're falling into bad habits if it's, everything's just so, so complicated and hard and it's so much easier to stay home. Like it's so much, but it's so, it's because we've gotten out of habit of it. And I'm like going to a restaurant now. And I was like, oh, is it worth it? I know. I, I even a couple of nights ago, my girlfriends, we were going to go over to the friend's house for dinner. And you, it, the truth of the matter is, really excited to see them all. That day, look outside, it's cold. I have to take an Uber because I'm going to be drinking. Do I, I really, I would much rather not do this. You do it. It's always worth it. I've made a reservation for this weekend. I know all day. I'm going to like, I don't want to go. I don't want to put on clothes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to feel great about it. You just got to do it. We got to get back into the routine. hundred percent. I love that advice. Okay. So many of your mom truths and so much of your presence online discuss parenting, the ups and downs, the real side of it. Um, and lately there's been a lot of discussion about parenting teens I'm really grateful for this because I have a tween and I feel like we're, she feels like she's 17 already. And it's, How it's old a she? lot. She's 10. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a delicate age. Um, mm-hmm. 
there's, I just, every time I see you share about it, I'm like, yes, this is what I need. You know, what, what are some lessons you've learned in this, in this phase of parenting? And I could be wrong, just on a side note, is that I feel like your 10 year old daughter seems a lot more mature. so mature for 10. When you said she's 10, I thought she was like our daughter's age. Although I think people think my daughter is 16. So there you go. Oh, what have we, we have learned so much that I, but, and the fact that they're only 12 and 13 is frightening. Like that is frightening because it's like, it feels like we're through it, but we're not even starting it. Close. Especially because the pandemic, I feel like are like, muted. My daughter went to a new school, which is like a, a junior, like right now she's in junior high, right? She's graduating grade eight this year. My grade seven and eight were like so much happened and I did get a lot of new freedom. But because of the pandemic, I feel like a lot of them are a little bit stunted. Like they haven't been exposed. There hasn't been parties, play dates, like, all like, that stuff, like hanging out with boys. Like it, it's like she hasn't had that opportunity as much. So even though she looks like she's 16 and there's part of her that's that mature, I feel like she's still almost like still kind of more like the mentality in a grade six form uh, about like the world, like an independence and all of that. So that's another thing. I think that, but from motherhood and like as a parenthood, I think the the hardest thing, and I see it a lot with fathers, and I know that this is a gross generalization, but I think how I change, you have to change parenting. You have to basically not be, it's not a yes or no anymore. And it's not because do this, do that. That is like, that's like their kryptonite when you tell them what to do. Even if it's as simple as put your shoes on. And a lot of people feel like they they deserve the respect of their children. Yeah. I deserve, like, how dare you talk to me that okay. way? And I think that it's because we talk to them that way. And I think that if we can shift the mentality and look at them as our whole job is to launch these people. And I think if we begin to look at it as a job of launching rather than just, I love you, you love me. Um, and that's enough. I think you begin to understand them as people and you're really kind of a coach in a really weird way where you're coaching them to become independent and you want them to have their own life and you want them to have an opinion and you want them to question what you're doing. And you want them to be able to be open with you and tell you things and not hide things because often they're they need to hide things, but they really just kind of need to bounce it off an adult because their brains aren't ready to actually handle that. I was just thinking yesterday, I felt so, I felt so lucky. My, I felt so lucky in this moment when my daughter called me and told me, I, I need you to know I got 30% on my English test. My teacher is going to contact you, but I wanted to be the first to tell you and why I got 30%. I mean, I, know, I really I, like, you that's know, a I win. Mine, great news. Mine walked in laughing and, and she was like, everyone, guess what I got on my, my French, everyone, everyone. And my husband's like, well, she'd never brag if she did well. He's like, you either bombed it yeah. or aced it. Cause she's she like, would never show off. No, she'd never. She, <laughs> yeah. She's like uh, 11 out of 20. And, and <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, I guess we're, I'm really proud of you for, um, for being proud that you tried. I don't know. And, and then mine ended with, so I got 30% on this mom, but I did get, She's in grade eight. Amanda, this is what she says to me. I did get nine out of 10 on my other thing. I don't know what percent that is. Not <laughs> <laughs> to say you don't know what nine out of 10% is. She's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe is it like 90? I'm like, fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? That is a big deal because I clearly, I was such a little goody goody in school. I had to do so well. And I remember failing physics when I was in college. I hated physics with a passion. I had to go to summer school, but I remember being like, I'm going to tell my mom I'm having a mental breakdown. I called her. She laughed and she was like, my God, you're normal. Like, good. You've never failed anything in your life. This is important. But you know, to share it with you, I agree. I think I saw a post recently you shared there was a word like untangling. And yeah. I just, I loved that visual because you're right. Like it's, I find as a parent right now, I mean, I'm a talker. My husband will sometimes be like, you two separate, stop talking to each other when my daughter and I get going. Mm-hmm. And I find the less I speak, the better it goes. Like mm-hmm. let her just kind of come to me. I find any, you're, you're right. Forcing them to do anything. It doesn't work. Um, And a little like segue, I think this was about a year ago, you guys were talking about the sizes of clothing for girls. That hit me hard because my daughter 
is curvy and doesn't uh-huh. fit the stereotypical clothes for, I mean, I was wearing her winter jacket yesterday. And I was oh, like, yeah, that's forever. Same with we borrowed, And there will be a very a time very soon when they are there, when they're both bigger than like when they are both in stature, larger than us. Um, they so, are built, they are, they are built bigger than us. Yeah. Um, they have big dads. You know, so they have come out larger, but it, it's so true. We were saying the whole thing with the size is that there was a time when they, I was saying they outgrew the gap and the, the gap still had, had would say like size four, like age 14 or 16. And they were like in grade five and there was like absolutely no way they were fitting into it. So then we ordered all these clothes, which is really hard in that teen, like, like where to buy clothes that aren't like showing everything, but are still, they're still, you know, cool and whatever. So Kat had ordered jean shorts for Olivia from four different, companies they were all for size probably 14 even though she was 11 and they were all completely it was different size, size. i remember it was size, size 16. 16 and they were the size of a, 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 and i i showed her i was like let's look at this mm-hmm. um but it's it is a it is a frustrating it is a frustrating i think all i think every woman can oh and man actually we had a man on our podcast recently and i think that it's a frustrating process having to fight for something that fits you and it's like our our mature mom brains, although I know we, well, I mean, we still have our things is we can understand that this, that it's okay that you don't fit into and like five years older than you. But for your mind, you're like, so my friends all wear the same size as their age. Cause you know, the jean shorts are like this big, right? Like the oh, jean yeah, shorts exactly. for the, the grade seven and eights are basically like painted on. I'm not judging it. Fine. That's what's cool. Mm-hmm. Go, go for it. But to find painted on jean shorts that fit your 12 year old they don't fit yeah. because they're, they're women's don't fit and kids. So you're in this weird and, and, but we can, you know, we can, we can think we can, we understand this. How, I mean, how does it make so many girls feel or brand exactly. or Brandy Bell, Melville one size fits all, but you don't fit into it. Now, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. I was uh, five foot eight in like seventh grade or something. I was, I was like a full, woman's figure and all my friends were like a zero and I thought I'm huge no yeah. I wasn't like yeah. not huge. I wish you could see my daughter and her one best friend it is the, the size difference the size difference is and thank god they don't care like Natalie and I are really lucky because we're very similar in a we're lot same height. we're the same height we're kind of the same like like we're not that far off in sizes you know what I mean like we're not like everything's kind of similar in a lot of ways and we can wear almost the same thing in different ways. Not the same size, but like, you know, like we can often, and I just see these two and I'm like, God bless you that you two, you know, nothing in common, but like just the two of them walking down the street. I'm like, I guess it's (laughs) a great life lesson to have. And then our girls are same size, same hair color, same, same, same. same And it's, and you know, to celebrate that and to be able to talk about it like it's not taboo is just those conversations are priceless. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes even myself as a grown woman, I will like be scrolling and I'm like, how in the hell does this girl look like this? Mm-hmm. You know, her name rhymes with like, actually it doesn't rhyme. It's like Ashian, Kardashian, you know what I mean? And so, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, and I actually showed Esme, I was like, look, this is five years ago. And this is now like when you see this person walking down the street, you think they look incredible. No judgment. Right. But yeah. it's so important to know like, can I access that on my own? Or do I need to like, you know, how did they get there? Do you have a full-time trainer, a chef, all these things? You, you know, know what's so weird, guys? Like, I'm just thinking about this. I don't look at other, I, I don't ever think about other women's bodies or like what mm. they look like. Or how they got there. I, you know me, because I don't see detail. Yeah. I, really, I don't ever think oh, I really? would. Like, I do say sometimes when someone looks great, like, what have they done? They look great. Oh, they, when I see them, like, when I've seen a transform, I'm like, huh, like, more curious, but like, not, get there? not like, I wish, I, I want, I don't feel less than because they're there. But it's a good point for young girls. Yeah, they, they do, they would. That you thousand. could just do that. You could just, if I just eat this and do a little bit of that, I will then look like one of them. Oh, like, the mm-hmm. people who look so, like, Tori Spelling, Chloe, Chloe Kardashian, like the people who look like highly, like the people who look different. I'm like, what did you do? Like, what did you actually do? Because you did something. You don't. They, just, they actually went under the knife. I thought, what? <laughs> yeah. What did you do? I want to know what you did under the knife. What? What does J Lo do? <laughs> well, this is what I find curious, right? Like you're saying, our brains can rationalize it, and this is where 
I like that information is becoming more accessible um, just so that we can know and be like, oh, that makes sense now. My brain gets it. It wasn't like you were just born perfect, you know? And Schumer just saying, I got a tummy tuck. Yeah. That was so helpful because people would then look at her and her her stomach would be fat. They're like, how did she do that? She's like, got a tummy tuck. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I mean, I was telling my husband for a while after I was done breastfeeding my little one, who's not so little anymore. And I was like, I think I'm going to get a boob job. And then I put weight back on. And I was like, I think I'm good. You know, like, <laughs> but I like that you could like have those conversations and just be like, it's my body. I do what I want, you know? And it's, it's a delicate line of like doing what you want and then allowing your kids to know that there are options, but that the options exist. It didn't just happen overnight. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. So your audience gets to know so much of you. You share on so many different platforms. They see your silly side. They see your friendship. They see these ups and downs. But I'm curious, is there something about each of you that might surprise your audience? Uh, well, I mean, because our... Because, uh, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> our podcast is probably the hidden truths behind Cat Nat. Like that is probably where we share every intimate detail. Like Often accidentally, it just kind of spills out, but we don't edit it. But what would surprise you is, um, I, I know Natalie, she probably knows mine, but that she surprisingly is really not influenced, cares about what her husband oh. thinks and... So annoying. And <laughs> and does not... And surprisingly, I there's surprised a relationship too. that surprises me that she keeps going, like, so she's so wants to keep him happy all the time. And that surprises me that she always is like the picker. Surprises myself. She's the picker upper of the, like, she has to make it right. Surprising. Oh. Which does not seem like something that I would care no. about. And it's I don't know why I do it. Surprises me. So that you like, you like to keep like things like, smooth sailing at home and like really be the one to keep that. I sense that though. Like when I, sometimes I'm like, I'm not the cook in my house. Oh God, if I could do anything else and I'll see you making dinner. And I'm like, there's like this little secret, like, I don't know if it's like a, like a mommy homemaker thing going on. And I'm like, I love that about you. Very small. And I don't know, it kind of goes against everything I talk about and feel about being a wife and mother and woman, but, but you do, there is a traditional part of you that is surprising weird like yeah um, there's a few there's a few other things on the podcast about even income earning and I don't know if that's changed for you we'll have to beat that into that so just like in terms of just curious like in terms of generating more income yeah and how you feel if some if you're like when the partners like you know that traditional shift we've had this conversation that's a huge like that happened in my house that yeah yeah was a weird time insert therapy because it was like, oh, you know, I'm with someone that's older than me. There's going to be cultural and traditional norms that are in our lives that like we bring into the relationship. And when that shifts entirely, it's like, that was weird, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's weird. That's That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. I'm surprised about you. Um, uh, (laughs) she doesn't listen that much. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what's not out there. Or like any quirks that you like. What would oh, surprise like, me? I'm a control freak in our every travel situation, and really? I cannot not know what I'm doing, where I'm going. I prop. I, I get obsessed with um, like my our beds, where we're sleeping. What does a hotel look like? What is it like? What are we doing? Where are we going? Actually. This is the first time Natalie has booked a hotel in in LA. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I like tried. Like I don't know what I my I was over. I was oversaturated. Oh, you, yeah, you were done. I was done. I had I had I didn't have time to consume anything else. So I had a whole COVID situation. And she does. Now. She makes great decisions and great travel plans. So although I can do it, I'm like, go ahead. Yeah. I, I like I like where you're going with this. I I've walked into hotels and walked back out again. It's a very important. She secretly upgraded me. me to business class and I don't even know it. And I'm just like, are we business class? It's time for no. I'm like, surprise. No. That toilet or business? I get this. I feel like I married, I call him five star. It's my husband's little nickname. Like I hate booking travel with him because he's like a professional travel. I'm like, you do it. I'll just show up at the airport, you know, uh-huh. because he's done that. We'll, or we'll walk into restaurants when that used to be part of our life. And uh-huh. he, 
he'll like, I'll sit down and I'm happy. He's like, no, we have to move. I'm like, really? And we have to get up and like sit somewhere oh, else. I'm not, yeah, that, I like that. I'm five star. Like you are a five star traveler. I'm a five star only traveler, not for food, like not for restaurants. No. She books all the restaurants, like all, uh, all of the restaurants, um, all of the, all of, all of that stuff is this, this, the food and cocktail bars. Yeah. Um, and I like it. You know, you I, I really want to go away, Amanda, right I now. I like right now. Oh my God. You're actually, but I, really I relate to the needing to know details. Like I used to be a flight attendant. I've traveled extensively. However, I am like a stress ball until I get through security and like mm. sitting in front of the gate with like a drink of some kind or something. Like, oh I, yeah, that doesn't weird. bother us either. You do, you do walk very, you do walk very fast. It's like you're on a race through the airport. <laughs> and I like for the longest time, I was like, you know, we have so much time. Cause I would go, I go on a Malone, I go very slow. Like I just, she had always in a, 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 like a race and I'm like, I'll just fucking run behind her. Okay. Here I go. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know what? I just want to be, I, I want to be at the restaurant on the other side. I actually, it doesn't bother me. I'm just a fast walker. I'm fast overall. I don't like to fast talker, ooh, fast walker. Here, here's your passport. Yeah, I have you know, to hold everything to your through like seven different items. And, and she's, she's so pissed when her bag gets pulled over. I don't even have anything in it. Like, cause that will then make the thing longer, you know, slows that. her down. Slows her down. I just, I have like some stress with travel. I've been in places like the Singapore airport or I don't know. And like stuff goes wrong and I just freak out. I feel like maybe being like diagnosed with like anxiety has helped me acknowledge these things, but oh. we're getting there one day at oh, a time. Amanda, if you go on our TikTok, I have this one. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. So I may be a fast <laughs> oh, sweating. I've got wool on. I, there's no windows. No I'm windows. In with no windows and I'm in a line, I'm probably going to faint or at least I have to like- are walking fast. Let I'm me like, get her I'm to like, a bathroom and somewhere. We were in the line for like some COVID test or some vaccine or something once, and there was no there was no windows in the room. And I was like, oh my god, I'm people like, okay. are gonna think I'm nervous with the needle. I'm not. I'm, just, I'm like talking her through. Like, tell it. me something. Tell me something outrageous. I wonder if my issues happen. Like, let's get through. Let's get through. No lineups. No lineups. Let's move. Let's move. I shoulder. No, uh, that's a you thing. It's always been a you thing. <laughs> I heard a lineup. Fuck no. Oh god, line. I get like yeah. lightheaded, Nat. I agree. Like. Me I get too. a little sweaty. Uh, like it's not, it's man, not and cute. And then I had a bad situation where I was actually, you know, I used to take the subway to work and it would take me an hour to, to, to go there. And I have to be on streetcars, subway, buses, everything. And I freaking in rush hour on the TTC, I fainted. So embarrassing. Like yeah. fainting is just fainting, right? You faint and then you get back up. Unless I, you I, smash your head. I wish I'd smashed my head because I was, because mm-hmm. then you come back alive and you're fine. Everyone's like, what the fuck's wrong with that girl? You know, she doesn't need to eat or she's pregnant. So uh-huh. that will always stay with me that at any moment, my body can just drop. And it's totally anxiety. I've had enough to eat. I don't have any deficiencies. I make it up in my head. I panic. I faint. Can I tell you that the same thing has happened to me on a city bus? Fully packed in you Vancouver. You and I it? went down. Yeah, done. Ooh, I opened my eyes. The entire bus is looking at me. I was like, did I die? Yeah. I'd rather die. I wanted to be ill. I wanted someone to be wrong with me so an ambulance would take me home. I didn't even, just the, the TTC people just picked me up and put me on a bench. Like, do you have any snacks? I'm like, yeah, it's snacks. It's not that. I I was more, I didn't want to open my eyes when I was actually came to. I was just like, just please take me out on, on a stretcher. No stretcher came. I was fine. Yeah. You know, okay. I. It's unfortunate this stuff happens, but it does. See, anyone listening, <laughs> you're like, you're not alone. Yeah. Oh, well, one of the things I talk about a lot is self-care, but not just like the glamorous self-care, but like, how do we actually care for ourselves? Is there something that you do for yourself that just makes you feel good, refreshed, recharged? I take a bath every single day with a nice bubble bath. It's all I ever ask for. I think it also unwinds us. We're pretty like high strung people in a really calm way. Maybe not calm. She takes a long hot shower and I yeah. take a bath. I feel like it signifies like the end of the night. Yep. And I think there's like a, a squirrel trying to get into my house. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like literally he keeps going up to my door, my windows. Um, I do feel like it is a, we don't really, self-care is traveling for us. That is like our, like, cause I think having a shower for women shouldn't be self-care because it sounds like a shower, a shower is something we should all do if we like it. It shouldn't be like that's how. But that shower isn't to clean your hair. No, it's to like chill and sit to, mm. to relax. But I would say for, for us to be recharged, it's traveling mm-hmm. by ourselves. 
Yes. No kids, no husband. Yeah, just, just the us. two of us. That, that's when we well, come back. We'll keep watching at a cocktail bar. Yeah. There's, there's no good. demands. That's what mm-hmm. I just, and as our kids get older, I, I feel that I'm allowing myself that permission to really enjoy. I don't check in. Y'all are good. You know, dad's got you or whoever. And it's just, yeah, it, it feels like this next chapter where, where yeah. it's like, oh, I'm coming back to myself a little bit and yeah. losing that guilt. I'm with you on those nice hot showers at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not a hair washing experience. It's like, I'm yeah. standing there just, yeah. We are, you are, myself. and you feel the same way we feel. We do feel we're heading into a, into a new place. And I know that, you know, we all, when we had babies, we thought we would never get here, but we are here never. and it's only going to get, I mean, it's going to get crazy when we get those teenagers and all those crazy things they do, but still we're going to have a, a piece of ourself that we, that I, there was no pieces of it and myself at all when my babies were babies. I can't wait for our first boy team. That will be wild. And he's coming up close. How old, how old's your oldest boy? Teddy is 11, turning 12 in July. Thank you. And they're a little <laughs> slower to get into that chaotic teen phase, right? Like I feel like our yeah. girls just come I in just barrels. Mean, in, like but... the voice and the yeah, facial hair, hair and the, and there's like, the stink. So <laughs> yeah. And he's in a really unique phase now, which I've never seen him in. Like a little, like almost back, like re- I feel like he's on the cusp of like a big growth spurt. Cause I feel like he's like reverting back to it. Like it's a little hyper, like little boy thing, little happening. boy thing. And I'm like, I feel like there's a big change sh- coming. Yes. I, cause grade seven's a big year for boys too. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Those boys. See, my boy is my baby. I'm like, I'm not ready. Like his little, oh, I can just like, see that they smell a bit now and it's all they get that little, the little stash. The teen stash. The teen stash. I literally this morning, I went to TJ, my bait, my tiny baby. And I was so seven and a half, almost eight. Yeah. And so okay, Matt, was, I'm the same. My seven, yeah, he's seven and a half. I'm like, you're a baby. So I, yeah. I pulled him in because he was on the couch and his brother was trying to kick him in the balls. So I, I, pulled him into like a baby I'll protect your balls and then I looked at him and I was like oh do you remember and I held him like a little baby and I was like I used to kiss you and you wouldn't turn away and I was just like do you remember when you were a baby he's like no Teddy's like I remember when I was a baby I'm like stop kicking your brother in the balls we're having a moment over here <laughs> I love how balls are still part of the conversation like anybody oh, with a son knows it's like they constantly other in the balls it's just I don't I'm like that's not very nice it's not nice no definitely not so creatively, because we can't ignore the fact that you two are like hella good business women. You have built up this incredible presence. I mean, I've watched you do it um, for years now. And I'm just curious, like when it comes to the content that you make, like, do you find that it's sourced from life? You're just like on the fly making it. Is it scheduled? Is it like audience driven? How do you come up with your content? It's the first thing you said. It's based on literally the moment we had before we started yeah. filming or writing or I, and I anything. think for every creator, because I know you have a big business audience too, right? That follow you for kind of the world. I think that ha- the freedom to not have that is so liberating. And the freedom to be rogue is you kind of have to have a thick skin when you don't watch what does well and what doesn't do well and just create. Um because I think so many people chase a number rather than live their life. And I, I really do think you lose a lot of creativity because you're driven by trends that will not always be there. Um, but your creativity and who you, I think you have an opportunity to chase a trend or to be who you are. And the more you can learn who you are is the more you build an audience because they know who you are rather than just um, chasing trends. And I, I always say you can have a million followers or 2000 followers. And the person with 2000 followers may actually have a more powerful audience because the conversion and the buy-in and the commitment, like do Natalie and I have the biggest audience? Absolutely not. Do we have a big audience? Yes. Do we fill theaters all over North America? Like I will show up into like, I mean, we have been Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa. And like places I'd never, like, I think we went to like Patuthic or something. Like, did we Bethesda? Bethesda, Bethesda. Some places I didn't even know. I don't even existed. know. Yeah, and Bethesda, there are Maryland. and there are people in the audience where I'm like, "What are you doing here? Like, do you or did you get this for free? Like, what she are you doing asked, here?" She always asks them that. I'm way. like, oh, "What are you doing? Like, literally, why why are you here?" And you know, that's I think the most 
and that's the big, biggest lesson for creators. And you know, we, that's what we've always said about you too, is that you aren't following anybody else. You're doing your mm-hmm. own thing and you can feel that you're so comfortable in your skin that when your followers and the people that are listening to you, they know you as yeah. an individual and it's so clear. Um, that is hard for a lot of people to be. We get that, but um, we feel that way. And we've always seen that in you as well. You, I, I, I feel there was like a, a shift. I remember because I think too when you start so many years ago, like I didn't. I remember when you guys were doing like social common, and I, you know, back in, and then even I remember getting introduced to people in Canada that were like, actually, you know, Catherine and Natalie were doing this other thing. It was like these dinner party things, and I was yeah. like, what, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel when you start from a place where it's like a passion, and then how cool is it that it's developed into this incredible opportunity for work? And it, like you're saying, I couldn't help but nodding my head. It's like if you can figure out what makes you tick, and you know, yes, you may create some trendy things, but like to, to hunt the number, you're only going to disappoint yourself. And then how do you inspire yourself? And the number is always changing, by the way. Like there's always someone bigger than you. There's always someone going more viral than you all the time. There's always someone who, you know, just stands there and goes viral. Like if you think of Cubby, who's on TikTok, who literally just doesn't even talk and is the biggest follow, like, but he's unique and that's him. And mm-hmm. It's just, you just have to, you have to not think about what other people, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Out of curiosity, you know, I know, and I share this too, it's never like a, you know, I like to think I'm a one woman show, but that's not how it goes. There's always these incredible people that we work with to help us get to that next level. If someone's listening and they're thinking about investing in their business and they kind of do what you do, what would be something that you're like, this is a great step. This is some, somewhere to put your money that would really help you funny we just literally had this conversation uh if you are not a coder hire a coder if you are not a website builder hire a website builder like i think this we just learned this lesson really recently because our team was like well google it and i think i just said to everyone i'm like stop googling it um there's indeed that has all the people who could do it in two hours you can pay them hourly uh you can pay them hourly and let's move on because this is getting like let's not and actually we, when we, well, we had some um, staff changes recently. And when, when, when there was a staff change recently, we realized how much simpler everything became because mm-hmm. it was going between five people and it was nothing was, it actually was way more of a clusterfuck than it is now. So more doesn't always mean better. Um, more people doesn't mean that things are going to get easier. You have to be really clear on what you need and what you want and don't step on other people's toes. And if you have a team, you know, make sure you, you let them do what they do, but also make sure they know that they shouldn't be doing everything because that's just a waste of time. And bookkeeping and accountants. Yes. Oh God. My accountant, we speak regularly and I'm like, yeah, I love you. (laughs) I get a good accountant, bookkeeper and accountant. Because otherwise you can really, really screw yourselves. Speak to us from experience. Mm, You know, really what I'm hearing you say is like, focus on your strengths, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, I was speaking to someone just yesterday. She's really interested in taking up YouTube. I'm like, yeah, okay. YouTube is a beast. You know, not everybody needs to learn how to edit. Um, but like you're saying, you don't have to. Like there's uh-uh. this, this is an industry that is just booming and it's going to uh-huh. be, it's different now than it was five years ago. There's people coming yeah. in. I've always said, we need more of like those middlemen people who uh-huh. don't necessarily want to be in front of the camera, but no algorithms, who yeah. know SEOs, who know bookkeeping, yeah. editing, blah, 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 all that stuff. And don't be afraid. To like, like you said, it's not someone you have to hire on necessarily as a full-time employee. These are like contract workers, just like you, yeah. like gig workers, It's like the right? modern so, day plumber and electrician. You know what I mean? You need your, you need all, you need all the things that you need to build a house and all the shit has to go on it. That's what you need for your brand. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, there's so many ways that people can connect with you. And I was like, there's got to be another book in the works. And I'm hearing coming that out there is. March 2022, so 2029. I don't know. What March day is it coming 29th, out? March 29th, 2022. Uh, Mom's Secrets, our second book is coming out. We're very excited yeah. for that. It is a very juicy book filled with not only anonymous confessions from our followers and friends, but also stories that you've never heard from us. Yes. Um, we have launched our wine brand, uh, 
Twin Truths Wine. Um, it is currently not available in Canada. Very sad. We're doing everything we can to work with an agent to get it in here. But the official launch is Valentine's Day, February 14th. We are uh, releasing dates to more tour, including East Coast Canada. Oh my God, we're so excited uh, for that. Detroit, Atlantic City, and more casinos and like fun girls weekend destinations. And um, again, our podcast, it goes out, it's um, Mom Truths. It goes out three times a week and it is things that... It is actually not much the imagination. We say this. We say it's a (laughs) private conversation between best friends in a public forum. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And if you listened to it, don't stop us on the street and not. Yeah, don't talk about it. Just Just, just carry on. Just carry on. Carry on. We don't need to know about it. Oh, I love it. Ladies, this has been such a treat. Congratulations on everything you've been able to build. And I just have to like throw in a little thing. You know, when I saw Nat's face at a little at a little show that I did, and I was so nervous to be on stage, and you showed up to Tova's show, I was like, "Oh my god, um, this is when this community that exists in Canada, there are some really gold people out there, and I think you're two of them." And I just appreciate all that you do, and I know your audience; they already well, you were amazing. So. Pat was not well, so I brought my mom, and my mom and I loved watching it. Thank God I didn't go. That was right when COVID hit. It was probably COVID. <laughs> I, I had really, I had two really sick children and I was like, that, well, I took them to the doctor thinking it was COVID. And the doctor was like, have they been to X, Y, and Z countries? I'm like, no, like it's not COVID. I'm like, Are you okay. going to do more of that? I don't, I, I think I would love to, that's like a, a muscle I need to flex more. Like I, I really, do. I like it. You know, I, I feel like I'm such an extrovert. It would be fun, but there's that little like doubt so I got it. You're so confident on stage and natural. That's the hardest part is when you feel like someone's really nervous, it makes you nervous as an audience member. And I felt <laughs> so comfortable just listening to you. I want to tell you, you'd be really good at, and maybe you're not asking for this advice, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Give it, give it. At, at being like the, like the person who hosts the, the, the mm-hmm. super, like you ask the questions to the person who wants to sh- like, you're the person who gets the information and like carries it. Like the, like there's a cast. I love that and, stuff. And then you're like, so what about, oh, tell me more about like, you'd be the right. weaver of the, right, the host, yeah. the host yeah. you know, the fire. See, that's what cast. I always say. Like my, even like my superpower is I love connecting people. I love talking to people. Even yesterday I made friends with a lady. She's like 72 in the grocery store. I'm like, we're best friends now. Lee. Yeah, yeah. Fireside <laughs> chat, but like, you know, the fireside chat people that talk, talk, talk. Yeah, yeah. I know. I love that. I appreciate that. Well, listen, ladies, this has been great. Um, I'm going to leave links for everyone listening below to where you can find oh, all of the information. You. Thank you. And uh, I wish you all the best. And when you're back doing some Canadian tours, I'll be there. It's all awesome. okay. We'll be in Hamilton soon. It was oh, so nice to see you, sir. So Perfect. nice. This week's friendo recommendation is something that I feel as though perhaps the universe is sending me messages like I should give it a try. Although I have tried it, but like I'm not very good at it, but it's bullet journaling. And this comes from Instagram from the user Elfonegra. And I'm sure you've heard of this. And I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can bullet journal. I've seen the very artistic style of journaling where, you know, there's little drawings and there's color codes and it's very beautiful and maybe it's a page a day or another that's very simple and it's just maybe you're answering like three simple questions every single day. And then I myself use a journal. I don't use it every day. I find it kind of, I ebb and flow with it, but I keep it by my bed and it is the uh, the five minute journal. So you answer a couple questions in the morning and a couple questions at night. But I do find that one of the biggest takeaways is like, if you can try it for, let's say a month or three weeks, you know, that time frame where really good habits are formed, you can take a look at the end of it and almost do a little bit of an analysis. Like, where are you at at the end of three weeks? You know, do you find that there's a similar theme? You know, is there a similar item that keeps coming up for you? I know for myself, what surprised me is that when I don't take a walk, it's one of my bigger regrets of the day. And sometimes my life just gets a little bit busy where I just don't have time for walks, which of course seems silly when I'm not in that busy time and I can take a walk every day, like what's a 20 minute walk? You know, I could probably work that into my day, but sometimes I lose motivation. You know, I am, but a mere mortal. Um, But anyhow, it's one of these great, you know, get to know oneself experiences. So I think the biggest lesson that I'm taking away from bullet journaling is like, 
There isn't necessarily a right or wrong way to do it. It's whatever works for you and however you like to come by doing it because it's your journal, right? No rules. Just make it work for you. Thank you for this week's recommendation and be sure to follow me on Instagram at Amanda Muse, M-U-S-E, where I will send out prompts for you to share your favorite things with me. I had a good couple of days. I got to be honest with you. So as you're listening to this, it would be last week, I ended up with this wonderful day in Toronto where I got to feel like I was part of the world again. I was joking around on Instagram and saying like, I felt like I was on a field trip. But seriously, so many of us are working from home right now, right? I've always worked from home, at least in this particular job that I'm doing now, which is creator, podcast host, YouTuber, all that kind of stuff. It's been very like from home. But there are usually these fun little things that you get to do where, you know, I live close to Toronto. So you'd have brands that would host events and you would come into the city and attend a lovely event where you would see fellow creators and get to update with people and see how, you know, friends of yours are doing. And you just felt connected to the space because it wasn't so virtual. It wasn't so much like a you're on your own, kind of like everyone's their own island kind of thing. So it was really fun. And because I'm not too close to Toronto, like it is a bit of a drive, I would definitely plan my day around it. So whether that's, you know, having lunch with my dad or, you know, meeting up for a drink with somebody that I work with in the industry or doing a collaboration like a podcast recording or something like there was always something happening. And I happen to do that kind of frequently, you know, and uh, that hasn't happened in like two years. So was I ever excited when I got to go back on set? I was doing a collaboration, which will be coming out soon, and I'll share more on that. But I got to be downtown and, you know, the hair and makeup and the lights, the camera, the fun. I love doing that kind of stuff. It just really, like, I light up. I just have so much fun with it. And then my dad and I went on this spontaneous adventure. And so the spontaneity is definitely a favorite of mine this week. I am just feeling like maybe 2022 is going to pull through for us and there is this sense of a new normal, but like kind of more normal than new normal, you know, new normal still makes me feel weird because it's like, what does that even mean? But it just feels like maybe there's like a sense of normalcy returning to way that the way that we can work and travel and play again. And I just had so much fun. So I ended up packing up my skates and my dad and I went skating in the afternoon after my work commitments, which was awesome. And then we uh, we were having dinner with some friends. And so my dad had actually organized this little gathering and it was really fun. Like my aunt was there, my dad was there, and then three other people not related to us. So that was even more fun to be at a dinner party without family, you know, like people other than those you're related to that you're forced to hang out with. <laughs> but that was really enjoyable. And uh, I just highly recommend trying some spontaneous stuff especially in a time where it still feels like you have to buy tickets before you do anything. You have to really plan out your life. And I just, I enjoyed it. I got home and I was tired and it was wonderful. This might come across as strange, but as a Canadian with all of these seasons, how do I not own a cardigan? What's that about? So I was at Joe Fresh the other day and I picked up this lovely purple fuzzy cardigan and it is glorious and comfortable and I really like it because it's cozy but yet you still look cute and put together um which one wouldn't expect with the cardigan it doesn't exactly like scream fashion but really that's not what I'm about one must exist and feel comfortable and cozy and I'm here for it and it's cute so it was also on sale which is lovely so I'm just throwing it out there big cozy cardigan you know covers the bum looking cute here for it here for it. It beats the hoodie that I'm usually wearing, which is also comfortable. But anyway, moving on. My last favorite is a makeup product. I have been on the hunt for a new foundation and my friends, I believe I have found it and I'm freaking out because it's absolutely stunning. It is the Charlotte Tilbury Beautiful Skin Foundation. I wear the color 2N. 
There are 30 shades, so it may take a little bit of work to figure out what shade you are. I ended up going into Sephora. This was a couple weeks ago, and I was I was on the hunt for a new foundation, but when I was there, they were sold out in all of the lighter shades. So that was frustrating because I really wanted to get it. Um, I was actually looking at the... Uh, the air, what is it? Airbrush Flawless Foundation, also from Charlotte Tilbury. And then I was looking at this one and I was going in for a full coverage foundation, which I did end up picking one up and it is very nice. However, now that I'm wearing the Charlotte Tilbury Beautiful Skin Foundation, I'm seeing that there's a significant difference and perhaps full coverage is not exactly my go-to. My skin is getting older I have wonderful wrinkles and smile lines, and I just find that some products, especially some of that full coverage style of makeup, at least the ones I've tried lately, as flawless as they try to be, there's still a settling into the skin that happens. And I have dabbled with Botox, not lately, like it's been about a year since I've since I've had that. So my lines are all coming back and it isn't like you just, I don't know, like there's just, you have to kind of pay attention. At least I find, I don't want it to look like my face has got makeup that's caked on there. I don't like that look. This makeup, this Charlotte Tilbury, oh my gosh, it's like skincare. It's so beautiful. I put it on and every time I walk past the mirror, I'm like, wow, look at my face. So honestly, Charlotte Tilbury, if you'd like to sponsor me, I'm here for it. I'm obsessed with that makeup line. It is high end. It is expensive. You're looking at $50 for a foundation, okay? But it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And for the volume of makeup that I wear and the amount of times I wear it, which I'd say is like fairly consistent, but not every day, it's worth it to me. I love the Pillow Talk collection. I picked up a little palette. It's beautiful. I love the Pillow Talk lip liner. It's like the lip cheat. I wear it almost every single time I wear makeup. It is just gorgeous. I will stop myself now because I've blah, 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 Charlotte Tilbury, but seriously, check out the Beautiful Skin Foundation if you're in the market for a new one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I so enjoyed my chat with Catherine and Natalie. I've known them now for a few years, so it was really nice to sit down and have this proper chat with them. I don't know what took me so long to get them on the pod, but I'm so happy it worked out when it did. And how exciting that they're going to be back with some Canadian shows and a new book launch, like so many wonderful things. It's truly incredible to see where these creators have taken themselves and not just Catherine and Natalie, but just people that I've known in this industry for nearly a decade now and just what what is available, you know? The possibilities are endless and it's truly incredible to see people just killing it. So thank you for listening. In case you missed last week's episode, I had a chance to sit down with Danny Schaefer from City Girl Gone Mom, another amazing creator in the space. And I hope you go check it out if you haven't listened already. We definitely cover a lot of ground. There's a little trigger warning on that episode because of drug use. But oh my gosh, parenting, gender norms, viral success, incredible stuff. Thank you for being here. And I will catch up with you next week. Friendo is produced by Amanda Muse with producer Dila Velasquez. Audio editing by Ali Ashbacker and Amanda Muse. Production and sound design by Rob Johnson. Can I ask a little favor? Can you share this podcast with a friend? It's the best way to help get Friendo into new ears. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find me on Instagram daily at Amanda Muse, YouTube for weekly videos at Amanda Muse, and TikTok for some laughs at Muse Amanda. Thank you for listening and join me next week.